Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm Father Jason. It's great to be with you. And I'm still Coach McKenna. How you doing, everybody out there? And we have a special guest who's joining us for the whole program this uh, afternoon, uh, Ken Jennings, who is the president of Notre Dame High School here in Lawrenceville. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you, Father Jason, and uh, thank you, Coach McKenna, for inviting me on today to uh, share some uh, thoughts. Thank you. And as we get started, we're going to look at a scripture verse, a little unlikely of a scripture verse uh, when you hear it uh, for the content of our shows, but one nonetheless, I think, uh, illuminates some of uh, the things that we need to keep in mind and focused on. And so I was drawn to Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is there anything worth more than your soul? And the reason why that verse jumped out at me, Coach and Ken, is as we think about forming the whole person, I think one of the things that our Catholic schools do tremendously well and what our Catholic Athletes for Christ is attempting to foster through the various team studies and so on is that reality that our faith needs to be the bedrock, the foundation in which we build everything else on top of because that is how we have the foundation that's necessary to persevere through trials and obstacles and challenges and the ability to really overcome anything. Well, I make things a lot simpler. You know, my feelings, a uh, strong life um, equals strong faith. And if you have strong faith, you have a strong life. I mean, I, I don't see how you live your life without, without your faith. And, you know, that's just the way I am. But I think if more people were like that and would find the faith that we have, um, I, we'd, be, we'd be a lot better off. I, yeah, I, I certainly agree, and I, I, I do think, you know, in these challenging times with uh, the pandemic and COVID-19, uh, anyone who is in a position of leadership, uh, you know, I, I think it's the only way that you sustain yourself and, and, and going forward. I know, you know, I think our, I speak for everybody who's on our administrative team. It's, it's through the power of prayer. We begin all meetings with prayer. We ask for the discernment of the Spirit in making some, you know, very critical judgments and decisions for the school. So prayer is that bedrock. And and I think the second part of that is always being fundamental to the mission. And like you said, Father, I think, you know, our mission is to really serve the students, to form that whole person. And we can never lose that objective, even in these very difficult times when, you know, learning is online, et cetera. But um, I, I think it's crucial that we keep those two elements as part of, uh, of that experience. Now, Ken, you've been in Catholic education for a while now because you came to us, although native to Jersey, uh, by way of California. Uh, what has been your, your experience in Catholic education as a whole, and, you know, of course, now being president of Notre Dame, how have you found the benefits to this added element, the so-called the, the third leg of the chair, um, in light of? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I, I first I want to just say, you know, I, I feel very blessed. I, I share it with everyone. I, I'm, I'm a very blessed man to, to be able to serve as the president now of Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame High School is just an outstanding uh, academic uh, spiritual high school, uh, and so I'm really blessed to be in that position, and, uh, and it's really a ministry of service. You know, whenever, as president, and I, I come from a school in California, St. Joseph Notre Dame High School, where I was the principal, 
quasi, I guess, call president. Uh, but again, in that in that same capacity, you know, it's it's always a ministry of service that he, that we're called to the Lord. I I think uh, today's gospel passage is, you know, it's a reminder to me that you know God says there in John's gospel, you know. I've called you, you know, I've chosen you. So uh, that's a very humbling experience. So I always start with that sense of, you know, humility uh, for the position. Uh, even though I have a title, I am no greater. You know, I, I'm here to serve the, the greater good, our church, uh, the young people that are in our charge. And that's a tremendous responsibility, you know, and uh, and I love my job. And I, and I, I think, you know, uh, one of the great things is, you know, that I feel you know, the passion, the energy that comes is from the from that core of, of loving what I do and, and, and serving, uh, because that's it's really at the heart of what leadership is all about. So, uh, you know, it, it's a, a tremendous responsibility and it's challenging, as you said now. But I I really do believe that you know the Lord gives you the grace to uh, you know to overcome and 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 at these moments, you know, uh, we just recently had a, a very uh, tragic death of one of our faculty members, and the prayer that our principal read I, I, is still in my mind. The footprints prayer it said. Sometimes when you only thought that there were one set of footprints, it's then that God carried you. And I, I think for you know all of us out here in this particular time, we need to remember we're never alone. God is with us and, and guiding us, uh, even in some of those darker moments. And uh, so, just uh, I just want to say to everyone, you know, I, I you know, I, I think nothing more exciting, more dynamic, more challenging than in, right now to be, uh, you know, in, in leadership in a Catholic high school uh, at Notre Dame. And it's just a, a, such an outstanding institution. I've served in many Catholic high schools. But uh, Notre Dame is uh, certainly at the top of that list, and, I, and I'm just really enjoying the experience working with our faculty and staff, our outstanding students, uh, and, you know, working with uh, Father Jason, with campus ministry, Coach McKenna, uh, again, a great joy. And uh, so I just feel very blessed at this time. Ken, now, you know, you mentioned the challenges, and one of the things, you know, and I'm a little biased because I think we've got the best administration in the country. I think um, you know, Joanna Barlow and down to Rich Roche, athletic director, and with, with everybody together, we have done such a terrific job w- the way you've handled it. But talk to the people a little bit about the challenges you faced uh, with the changes, you know, from not having the kids in school. Yeah, uh yeah, Coach, it's been, uh, you know, the transition. I have to give, you know, like you said, there, it's a team effort. Uh, it's it's incredible how everybody's pulled together, the president's team, the principal's team, our leadership team, our administration, our board, obviously our faculty and staff. Uh, you know, uh, our principal was able to, within, a, you know, a day, get uh, everyone onto a cyber learning uh, platform for, for the delivery of the curriculum, which is still going on. And I'm very proud of the fact, and I, and I have to say, I think a real differentiator uh, in our Catholic schools in the Diocese of Trenton and throughout the country, uh, we, we did that pretty seamlessly. And I think we have maintained uh, a high level of college preparatory education and that also that, that commitment to our, to our younger people. And what I mean by that is, you know, our faculty and staff go above and beyond checking in with them, making sure that they are learning, that they're following through on their assignments. We, you know, we have administrators checking the attendance. We, we have not lost a beat. So I'm really, really proud uh, of our, our faculty and staff, our principal team, because that is a, that's a big piece of, of what we do uh, at Notre Dame. And of course, you know, uh, that was challenging and uh, to, to move into that whole new modus operandi of, of delivering the curriculum. And we have done that successfully. And, uh, but that's also on, on many different levels as we try to adjust to this, 
uh, new now, some called it the new normal, uh, you know, in, in many different spheres, even in terms of admissions enrollment, we've had to go virtual. We uh, are, you know, putting Facebook live sessions on for our incoming students and their parents so that they have an opportunity to speak to our admissions team, uh, our advancement team. Uh, in on uh, May 22nd coming up, we're going to uh, we are going to have a call to action, and you know we want to be very sensitive about that. But we're we're going to be you know asking those who can at this particular time. We know there are many who can't, but to uh, help in two particular areas: the Jean McGraw uh, Scholarship uh, Tuition Emergency Fund. Uh, she was a, a well-known teacher at our school, and that's really to assist families who have been impacted by the COVID-19. And secondly, we are also doing it for our distance learning program, our technology. Uh, so, you know, I, I would have to say, you know, school is not closed. We are in full operational mode. Uh, we are thinking strategically, tactically, uh, and trying to overcome all those challenges. And, and that takes an entire team. And I know, Coach, you, you speak about that all the time. And on the athletic side, I mean, all the, the virtual sessions with our athletes. So, uh, you know, I, again, I could not be more proud of how Notre Dame has responded to the challenge. And I think, uh, you know, and again, there are challenges that lie ahead. We know that. Uh, but again, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, with the grace of God, we will overcome that as well. And I got to say, Ken, the kids were just uh, the other day. I got to tell everybody we had a, our, our Bible study with the football team and we had invited Mr. Jennings to uh, open up with the leading prayer. And the, the big comment I got from the kids when I talked to them after the show, they said, Mr. Jennings stayed around for the whole thing. And, and that means so much to them that you guys are showing that uh, that interest in them, uh, that, you know, that you want to be involved. And I got to compliment um, you on that because they were so impressed and they thought that was neat. And I thought, you know, hey, you're right. We've all gone out there. and We've had to connect with the kids in different ways. Some of us old horses have had to learn new things and everything. But I think we're going in the right direction. You know, Ken, it's one, yeah, of, the, one of the things that, you know, it's, it's a it's an interesting time, say none to say the least. And I think one of the the neat things about it is that you know the conversations throughout the diocese of Trenton prior to your arrival were already kind of focused on you know cyber snow days in light of transitioning. So I mean our faculty kind of had that that prep so to speak to the idea of how do you run a class online, and so that I think really helped with the translation into complete cyber learning. Um, but yeah. I think the yeah. part that's interesting. And I think that most people don't realize, as you were describing, is there's actually a lot more going on now than, say, if we were still in the school building. I mean, the amount of stuff that, that your side of the house is, has to deal with in light of translating everything over, as well as all the teachers and the academics now reworking lesson plans and finding ways to present content that's still interactive, engaging, and uh, you know, inviting for the students to want to spend time to learn it, uh, really it takes almost a whole another level of time and so it's really an amazing commitment that everyone has in the catholic education uh system and i you know couldn't agree with you more father i you know i mean our academic team i mean the, the leadership there has been extraordinary and the amount of professional development you know that goes behind the scenes as you say to equip the teachers to be able to again deliver a fully functioning college preparatory curriculum is it exactly the same no but i i would have to say that you know uh, they have tried as best they can in this new digital format to replicate that. And, uh, you know, my own daughter is a freshman, and I, I've seen how she's been challenged and the amount of work that, that she has to do every single day and that uh, level of commitment to the teachers that I, what I really admire. And, and again, I, I find that not only at Notre Dame, but all the schools I've served, 
I think the, the real differentiator, uh, and this is not a knock on other schools, but the Catholic schools, the real emphasis on the care for the individual student. We really get to know at all close to the 1,000 students. We get to know each one by name. We know their strengths and weaknesses. That's academically. We were there to form the whole person. As I mentioned before, you know, they, they come in young freshmen, maybe some little bits of immaturity. And by the time they graduate, they have become a different person. And I really believe it's not just the information that's delivered, but it's the formation that's brought about by the Catholic education. And that's why you know, I am such a belie- enthusiastic believer uh, in uh, Catholic education as part of that new evangelization. This is really at the heart of what we do at the church. It's such an important ministry. And, and I think, again, that's why teachers go above and beyond it. You know, it, it is a considered a vocation. It's a, it's a calling, and they see their work intrinsic to that. And I've and I, I just, just been amazed by that. But it does take a lot of behind the scenes, as you mentioned there, that people don't see all the other things that go behind the operation to make sure that that can be done and delivered. And that's, that's part of our responsibility on the leadership part. So, uh, yes, I, I would say that, you know, it's a, it's a whole interworking of, of, of teams and teams uh, together that, that are functioning at, at this time. And I just want our, our listeners to know that when you talk about invest, investment into knowing every student and to being present with them and to walking with them, that you're not just saying that because it's one of the unique things that I think um, our students find really uh, quite amazing about you, Ken, is the fact that you're there in the hallways greeting them, that you pop into classrooms to see what they're doing, that you talk with them and engage with them. And so, so you really do walk the talk, and I think that's one of the remarkable things about you as our president at Notre Dame. But we're going to take a brief break, and when we get back, we'll continue our conversation. We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? Boy, I gave a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze that lasted forever. Great kiss. Those things are really important. She got a really short haircut that she hated, and I wrote her a note and put it up on the mirror saying that she was a cute girl with cute hair. What have I done for my marriage today? We've actually organized a date night tonight. What have I done for my marriage today? Wow, that is a great question. Uh, I took the baby while she worked. I got up with the baby while he slept. Yeah. (laughs) Today, I sent an email to my husband, and I said, you rock. Well, I've done today what I usually do, and that is obey. I listened to my wife uh, when we talked on the telephone today. She really likes it when I listen. What have you done for your marriage today? Little things can make a big difference. For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. And welcome back to the show, everyone. It's great to have you back. And without getting into the political aspect of things, I do want to bring up uh, two rather disappointing things that have taken place under our our governor's leadership. And uh, again, you know, I thought he has done a great job with uh, maintaining you know, the, the challenges that we've been facing with coronavirus and has really demonstrated some impressive leadership in that regard in light of being one of the states most uh, significantly impacted by the virus. However, there are two areas, you know, and tying back to that whole idea that we've been talking about for the need to have our life rooted and based upon our faith that is taught and demonstrated through example in our Catholic schools that seems to be lacking here is is with uh, two aspects in which our governor has put forward, who is uh, a self-identified Catholic um, of the church. Uh, and the first being that he has, of course, established a series of committees to help 
uh, bring the state back online, so to speak. And one of those committees that he established is a faith uh, committee in order to advise the governor's office on how to get the faith community back up and running across the state. And, and what's sad about this committee that was appointed is not a single person on the committee is Catholic. And the reason why I find that disappointing is the fact that 40% of the people of New Jersey self-identify as active practicing Catholics, 40%. And according to other research studies, uh, like Pew, for example, it's shown that the second largest religious community in the state of New Jersey is former Catholics. So the largest religious representation in the state is Catholicism, and yet not a single priest, uh, layman or woman or religious sister has been appointed to this faith-based community in order to advise the government. So I find that disappointing. And then one more thing before I throw it open for conversation is the fact that money that was initially approved uh, and put forward for all schools to benefit from uh, the financial aid that was going to be provided has now been restricted to just public schools. And of course, our bishop has been uh, communicating with legislatures regarding this matter. And the reason why I find that disappointing is not that I think Catholic schools should get more, although I think it would be smart of the state to do so, um, go to like a, a school of choice type approach. But it's, it's the fact that 10% of, of children and young adults in this state are educated in the Catholic school system. That's not including the other private schools that exist out there. That's just the Catholic schools, 10% of all the kids in this state. That's a tremendous number. And so I think it's important for us as we talk about how our faith forms us and motivates us to act in a certain way that we recognize that when we're in a public position, um, you know, as we talked about a little bit earlier, you're held to a higher standard. Coach? And one of the things, you know, that I think uh, before Mr. Jennings uh, gets on here, is that, you know, I really believe he's a governor of the people. And I believe he'll get it right. And, I, you know, the best thing I could do is pray for him. You know, he seems to be able to go back and look at things and get things right. So I'm going to hope that he, uh, he gets this right and, and, and takes care of, uh, of all the kids. Yeah, I, w I would agree with, with both of your assessments. Uh, you know, I, I, and again, I think, you know, the exemplary leadership you mentioned of Governor Murphy. But uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, get that change on the committee. Uh, and I, I think, you know, uh, you know, Catholic education, yeah, I, I'm so glad that the, you know, the bishop has reached out to all the schools in the diocese and uh, informed us about that, about that matter, Father, and uh, with the CARES Act. And uh, hopefully we'll see some success on the, the next round of legislation. So uh, because, you know, again, this is this is vital for us and, uh, uh, and we're really uh, hoping and counting on that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a big issue. Yeah, it's, it's one of those challenges that, of course, schools, uh, Catholic schools today face uh, that I don't know if everyone necessarily is aware of. But in the, in the old days, when you had the religious sisters running the schools, uh, the overhead cost was pretty low. Uh, but now the sisters are gone, sadly. Uh, but we have in their place some amazing uh, men and women who are running our Catholic schools and teaching in our Catholic schools and, and continuing that Catholic tradition um, Ken, you being, as well as Coach and myself, being a part of that tradition now. Uh, and so this uh, funding is really important and critical uh, for us uh, here in New Jersey uh, since we don't have school of choice yet in this state. And so it is an obstacle. And, of course, you as president have to deal with the financial uh, challenges um, that the school always faces and how to balance that and how to invest in the future of the school. 
that that is exactly uh, that's really my position is to you know dealing with the with the finances admissions advancement and you know the the overall financial impact and obviously this you know this crisis will have uh, impact uh, on us but we have been well resourced from uh, past leadership to be able to handle this you know our board uh, takes its responsibility very seriously we just met as a finance committee virtually uh, to over you know uh, oversee all aspects and uh, I'm going to be talking, and I haven't really even introduced this yet, but we're, we're creating out of our board uh, a task force that will be looking at all of these different areas, uh, finances, advancement, admissions, enrollment, uh, facilities, uh, all about the reopening of school academics and cyber learning because we, we want to bring that all of our leadership together. We're also going to be bringing some outside experts because, you know, that's, that's going to be really critical for us for the reopening of the school in the fall, whatever shape or form it takes. But we want to be fully prepared, Father. We want to be uh, make sure in all aspects. And, you know, our, you know even though we've taken it, you know, obviously it's been a difficult time for us uh, financially, but uh, but we're strong and we're prepared for this, and uh, and we're moving forward. And that's really my chief responsibility, along serving with the board. And and I think we have that strong foundation in faith that that will propel us forward because we we know how uh, how strong our mission is. And, and you know um, we want to work as well with other Catholic schools. We've had meetings with our superintendent every week. Uh, so uh, the viability of those Catholic schools it's critical. It's critical not only for the church, but for our country, our state, uh, as you've mentioned, on all different levels. Uh, you know, uh, my wife and I are very proud to, to send our daughters to Catholic schools because we believe that, you know, it makes that incredible difference in their lives. Uh, I always say, and I just want to, I always throw this in whenever I talk, I, you know, I, I am so blessed because my, my parents invested in my brother and me in getting a Catholic education. I would not be here today speaking to the two of you without that Catholic education. So, you know, I always think about that and the sacrifices all of our parents are making right now. And I know they already pay their taxes, but this is above and, uh, but, you know, they pay their tuition and they, they do it because they see the intrinsic value of what a Catholic education offers. It's, it leaves that indelible impression, as all of you know, uh, as a graduate, uh, you're not the same. And, and, and that's so important on, on my level to be able to make sure that that continues uh, so that we can continue the mission of our school. And I think that brings us you know, into one particular aspect that, of course, this show is oriented towards is the Catholic Athletes for Christ and the influence that we can have as a strong school on our athletes and forming them into uh, the men and women they're capable of being both on and off the field. And your support of Catholic athletes has been tremendous since joining Notre Dame uh, this past year. And, and it has, Father. And, and I think that is so important because not only does, you know, because we're the new day and age. We don't have all the coaches in the building. Um, most of them, you know, are the day, the day where I grew up where every coach was in the building. So the, the support from your administration becomes so important when you try to run a Catholic athlete for Christ because, um, you know, I'm blessed. I have contact with the kids most of the time through the weight room and everything, and I have that knack of getting them down and keeping them involved in everything. But that constant support from Ken, Joanna, Rich Roach has been unbelievable, and, what, and that's what kept, has kept us going strong and one of the biggest groups in the Diocese of Trenton. Uh, I've been really impressed. I, you know, it's my first experience with the Catholic Athletes for Christ. And uh, just uh, as mentioned earlier, I had the opportunity to come on to the uh, Bible session with the football team this past week. And I was just, I, I, it, was, it was so impressive to, to see all of these uh, young men on the team 
father and, and, and coach reading uh, the Bible study, uh, praying over a passage, having reflection, discussion, uh, you know, that that to me is something that will, again, leave its mark for the, for the rest of their lives. And I, and I do believe that, you know, that's essential to what we do. It's probably the most important work that we can do as, as a high school. And that's why, as you mentioned, everybody's behind uh, the Catholic Athletes for Christ because we see how important that is for all of our athletic teams, for our, even for our coaches. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we see how the changes that has made in, in some of our coaches. And what it also has impressed me when we've had our uh, masses uh, for the uh, for the various sports season, now we got we weren't able to do the spring one, but the fall and winter masses in the auditorium with Father uh, celebrating the mass, giving a homily, uh, that that almost the whole auditorium is filled, uh, you know, and on a, on a Sunday morning, and it just is so impressive to see young people, their families. Uh, it makes an incredible difference in their lives, and I think that is exactly why people. That difference is what people are investing their their, their hard-earned tuition dollars in and their investment in Notre Dame High School. And you know, it's nice um, coming to work every day, being a faith-based building, because uh, not only you know we talk family all the time, and a lot of people talk family, but Notre Dame is a true family, and uh, that that's the biggest. Part I'm missing right now, I'm missing my family, the kids. I always call the kids my extended family. Uh, you know, the faculty, just seeing you guys. I mean, the Zoom calls are nice and the, the, the Google calls and everything, but it's not like being able to give you that coach hug and everything or that elbow tap that we have to give now. It's just not that face-to-face -face communication, which I, I think is so important in Catholic education because I think we share our faith with each other so well at Notre Dame. I could not agree more, Coach. You know, I, I, again, I, I, it's it's so evident. Again, I'm I'm relatively new when I started in July, but from the very first moment I walked in the doors, I think our faith is is you know exudes all throughout the entire building. The the level of hospitality that exists between uh, faculty and staff members, and that that of course that's so important because it has to start from that level, and then of course it moves down to the students. But uh, I think they they get that right away that they feel so welcome, so part. Of the family, I think about our incoming freshmen. They sometimes a little bit timid, uh, a little bit scared. They don't maybe know anyone else in the building. And by probably day two, they they feel that they're part of that family. The same with a new faculty member. So it's really an incredible experience. That family, uh, as we know, is what gets you through the difficult times. And I couldn't agree more too that you know our I think our teachers, our everyone is are, we're we're missing that personal. Uh, interaction with with our students at this time. It's uh, that's the hardest part. When your family, you, you do you, you do feel that separation. So uh, we're looking forward, hopefully, uh, in the fall to to be reunited once again. Ken, we we could turn this into an hour show. We appreciate you being on the show today, and God bless and uh, thanks for everything you do for Notre Dame and Catholic education. Thank you so much. Thank you, Father. Right. Thank you, Coach, and uh, to everyone out there, uh, go Irish. Thank you, Ken. And, Coach, I believe you have a challenge for us before we exit. The challenge is, you know what, with the day and age where everybody's, uh, you know, everybody wants to get back out, be safe, be smart, you know, follow the rules, because you know what, don't want to lose anybody, want everybody to stay around. God bless. Until next time, God bless. Santa